Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hi, friends. Uh, today's a coaching choir episode where I'm taking a song that I am interested in, that I think is beautiful and I think is interesting, and I'm extracting pieces of truth and nuggets of wisdom from it so that we can actually kind of, you know, di- digest the truth inside of the song and apply it to our lives as we kind of coach ourselves through this season and just through our daily, you know, getting by. So um, this is, I've been doing a season of big days series because it's the holidays full of big emotions and big expectations and big disappointments and big triggers and big wonder. <laughs> and these big days, they they take a lot from us. It requires extra energy when you're in a season of big days. And I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able to speak to some of you right where you are, where, sorry, right where you are and help you navigate. And if you're a coach, just giving you a little, um, a little peek into what some of your clients might be dealing with and ways that you can invite them to, you know, help walk through these moments and these circumstances and situations they're in with a little bit more hope, a little extra touch of grace. So today, the song that I'm looking at is not a song that you're probably familiar with unless you listen to Maverick City Worship and you've listened to their new Christmas album called A Very Maverick Christmas. And you've probably heard me talk about Maverick City music before, but they're one of my favorite current, um, well, bands. They're, I don't know what they are really. They're like, it's like a ministry and they put out some really incredible worship and experiential um, songs and albums out there. And this song really took me because it's called the best part. And it's about Jesus (laughs) being the best part of this season. And I just, I think it's so simplistic that we don't think of it that way. I think, you know, we go through the whole Jesus is the reason for this season, but how, how have you, have you ever said you're the best part of this season, Jesus? (laughs) I haven't. I mean, it feels like revelation to me to to see that they would even not just write a song about it, title the song, best part. <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you. And I'm as I'm, there's a link to it in the show notes. You can go to the YouTube link and listen to it. And I am going to extract little pieces through there. So 
hold with me. I'm, I'm going to read like a verse or the chorus and then maybe pull out a piece and say something about it. So here we go. Wrapped in peace, tied with love, with his first breath, he rescued us. Endless joy to the world, lasting love, so undeserved. I'm going to stop there with this, um, this verse. I, I'm caught by this part where it says, with his first breath, he rescued us. I want you to stop and think about that. It was the moment he was conceived and then then born into the world, God and God's son, fully God, is now in physical form breathing on earth the same way the father created Adam and Eve. And God himself now takes his first breath on earth. And with that first breath, it is the beginning of the rescue, the great rescue on earth. The great rescuer appeared to be with us. I'm sorry. I, I like I'm stuck on that. I thought, wow, that is, again, so simple that I never thought about it. Verse two, what a gift we have in Jesus. Unending love, un- unending joy, amazing love. This we know, you're still the reason, and of everything, Jesus, you're the best part. Come on, Jesus, you're the best part. I'm going to make that my phone wallpaper. You're the best part, Lord. You're the best part. Yeah, this part's hard, and that part's hard, and this day stinks, and that triggered me, and I don't want to do this thing. And you're the best part. You're the best part, Lord. Come on, I'm just start singing right now. We'll just, that's a good hook right there. (laughs) A son was given, a child was born, so meek and lowly, our sovereign Lord. A life laid down, surrendered the crowd. Oh, to behold him is what we live for now. Just to behold him is what we live for now. Okay, stopping here. Are you looking for your purpose? Do you wonder what you're made for? That's it. To worship God just to behold him. That's what we're living for. We're looking for him in the eyes of our friends and our family and our children. And our. we're looking for him in the roles and responsibilities and the mundane and the job and the everything. We're looking for him in ministry, in the pews, on the stage, on the screen. We're always looking. Our spirit inside of us is always looking to behold the one true God. Everywhere we look, because the Bible says that everywhere God is revealed, he created all things. So the earth, the rocks cry out. Come on, we can't, you know, let us behold him and cry out for him. Moving on, what a gift we have in Jesus, unending joy, amazing love. This we know, you're still the reason and of everything. Jesus, you're the best part. He is worth more than silver, more precious than gold, even more priceless than treasures untold. So we lay down our lives, let his story unfold. Creation will praise him. The nations behold. I like, I almost want to read it again. (laughs) He is worth more than silver and more precious than gold and more priceless than any treasure we have in our heart, any idol. He is more priceless 
that and worth more and more precious than any idol we can build up. Even if we don't focus on him and we're idolizing anything else in our lives, it doesn't, it does not devalue him. He's still more priceless than that. And then we lay down our lives to let his story unfold through our story that we are consciously, intentionally taking responsibility for and creating alongside of him and partnering with God how to let his story unfold through us. And that's how creation is praising him and the nations behold him. How? Because we are the bride of Christ. So the, the nations are seeing him through us and the stories that we live. So here's our worship. Here's our love, our surrender. Have all of us. Let us adore you, O Christ the Lord, Son of God, Son of Man, the living word. So here's our worship, our love, and our surrender. Have every piece of me, Jesus. Have every piece of me. Let me adore you. Let I'm coming. Let me adore you, Lord. Let it be that my life adores you, that the love of my life, like in my life, revealed in my life, is adoring you, and I'm revealing the living word through my life. I just, I, I love, I love that piece too. <laughs> I love this whole song. So what a gift we have in Jesus, unending joy, amazing love. This we know, you're still the reason of everything. Jesus, you're the best part. This we know. Do we know? Are we holding on to it? Our spirit as believers knows Jesus is the best part, but our soul forgets. And that's where we have to be intentional about letting our spirit rise up and lead our soul. Rise up and lead our body. And you know, part of your body is your brain. Your brain is part of your body. Your mind is part of your soul. Your spirit needs permission and intentional discipline and invitation to rise up and be the one that's leading your mind and your brain. That collectively, we have to really know. And you know what? If you think, well, I don't know. It's no, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Your brain is functioning the best that it can as a body part. It's an organ. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. It wants to always come back because it is neuroplasticity. God did create your brain to be able to change. However, you've formed super highways of neuropathways through the life you've lived, lived the, the negativity and the, the memories and the trauma, all of these things, they have formed and shaped your brain. You can invite the Holy Spirit, come bring healing. Please, God, come bring healing to my brain and bring healing to my soul. The thoughts I think, the beliefs I have, the emotions I experience, bring healing to my, my whole paradigm and let faith rise up. Let my spirit, Lord, I'm inviting you to come. I'm expectant of you coming and bringing my spirit forward because my spirit knows you're the reason, you're the best part. My spirit knows that and my soul is gets caught on other things. It gets stuck over here and my brain is, you know, dealing with physical things over here and all of the work that the, the body and the soul 
all the energy it takes for them to do what they're made to do. They need leadership. And the spirit that has been born again, alive in us, it has the ability to lead the soul and body well. Because the spirit within you knows that Jesus is the best part and wants, it's longing to come to the front. It's longing to lead your soul and your body. All right, there's one part I just want to read <laughs> one more time. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're worth more than silver. You're pre- more precious than gold and you're more priceless than any treasures in my heart that are untold, Lord. So I lay down my life and I want your story to unfold so that creation will praise you and the nations will behold you, Lord, because we as the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, we rise up and we reveal you to the world, especially in this season. Lord, we pray that your your life, your love, and your light would be revealed through us to our friends and family, to the cashiers, to the bussers and the servers and the flight attendants and the taxi drivers, the Uber drivers. Let all of them, let them all know us by your love. And when we have our ups and downs and our bad days and we get stuck and we're cycling and sabotaging and triggered, Lord, I ask that you would come save us again. I ask that you would remind us that we can plead our case before you, that we can simply call on the name of Jesus and cry out to you for help in the middle of grief and disappointment and loss, sorrow and dissatisfaction and dysfunction. You can bring alignment to our soul, Lord, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. All right, friends, I, I want you to really go into the show notes and, and click on the link and listen to this song. And I'm going to suggest that if you have Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, go listen to the whole Very Maverick Christmas album. It's so good. And there's actually one other song on there that I'm going to, I'm going to do an episode about and in the future but all of their albums are so good. And if you haven't been listening to them, go turn that on, on all of these big days, turn on some, some revelation. Okay. Put some music on in the house, in your AirPods, whatever you got to do, put some worship on to help remind your soul what to focus on. Put some songs on. Christmas songs are great. And, you know, Christmas hymns, fantastic, beautiful. What I like about songs like this is that they're new and they're fresh and they, they are not, um, what's the right word, you know, kind of on a loop where you can sing it without necessarily hearing what you're saying because it's so normal. You can sing it without thinking about it. And songs like this, especially when the songs are just kind of redone by somebody and Maverick City redoes, they redo songs fantastically. And they, they blend multiple songs together. They really add um, spice to every song. So I love that because it engages my brain because it's different than what I thought it was going to be than the regular hymn or Christmas song. And it's an invitation. 
it's an invitation to experience the Lord in a new way. It's an invitation to meet him. It's an invitation into his presence. It's an invitation for the presence of God to come dwell with you when you're pouring your heart out, when you're singing these words, when you're actually saying, Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. That repetition has a purpose. It over it overrides things in your brain and it moves into your soul and then it moves into your spirit. I'm going to tell you from a worship leader standpoint, my usually, depending on um, multiple factors and variables, when I w- would lead worship, the first song was usually a song that was kind of, I don't know, letting everybody get shake all their stuff off, you know? There's not ever usually like major engagement in the first worship song in a worship set. And it doesn't matter if I was going to be doing worship for 30 minutes or two hours. The first song was always kind of like, you know, it's a warm up, right? Second song is even a warm up. And especially if you're at a church where you only get to sing three songs, you better hurry. I hope you checked your stuff when you got out of the car. <laughs> so... But especially like at a training or conference or something like that, it would be kind of like the first couple of songs are the the warm-up songs that help people shake all their stuff off and deal with their stuff and, you know, turn the brain off, move into their soul. And I didn't realize this in the past, but now I see it, understanding the difference between the spirit, the soul, and the body and what they're all doing and what they're responsible for and how they like to try to lead each other and be the boss, right? And now I can see, oh, the first, literally the first two or three songs are shutting off the brain and turning down the soul so that the spirit can rise up and connect to the presence of the Lord in the room. And now I'm like, whoa, that, that'll change you as a worship leader when you recognize the shifts that actual human beings have to go through. Because when you're a worship leader, you're expected to not only have the skill to be able to lead people in worship, you know, with an instrument and vocally, but you're also responsible for ushering in the presence of the Lord, (laughs) as if you're the only one that's supposed to be able to do this. (laughs) Sometimes, not everywhere, but, and I'm just going to say, when you turn on worship around you, and then you listen to the repetition, what's happening with the repetition is If I were to sing the same line over and over and over and over and over again, we're getting past the brain when we're moving past the soul and we're getting deep down into the spirit and we're starting to go, wow, okay, Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. And the brain might be like, okay, can we move on? But Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you are the best part. And you can, if you, as you repeat it, you can feel it moving into your soul. You can feel like, okay, my brain doesn't care anymore. This is normal. Now I just know I'm going to be singing the same line again and again and again. And then I can maybe harmonize with it and it's moving into my thoughts and I'm starting to feel things and I'm starting to remember why I believe Jesus is the best part. It's shifting through my soul. My imagination is opening up. My eyes closed so I can focus on seeing what the Lord wants to show me instead of what the person in front of me is doing or not doing. And now I'm starting to, okay, by an act of my will inside of my soul, I am 
moving forward and moving with him. Jesus, you're the best part. Jesus, you're the best part. Why? Because I, I remember how you saved me. I remember how far you reached. I remember the dark, dark night you came and got me. Jesus, you're the best part. I mean, we're going back to from your first breath, you were my rescuer. The great rescue plan was put in place and manifested on earth. Jesus, you are the best part. Jesus, you are the best part of Christmas. Jesus, you are the best part of 2022. Jesus, you are the best part of 2020 all the way to 2023. You are the best part, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, you are the best part of the Rona. (laughs) Jesus, you are the best part of that pain I had, that suffering, that trauma. You are the best part. You are the best part right now today. The best part. And I am praying that Jesus, the best part of right now, will be so prevalent in your mind, so present and so tangible that all of those disappointments, all that dissatisfaction will begin to ebb and and pull away from you. And you will find yourself literally resting on the shore and not overtaken by the wind and the waves in your soul and in your spirit, but literally being with the man who is the best part. And he is the reason for everything. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.